the Foreign Office urged the Rwandan government to look into allegations of deaths in custody, enforced disappearances and torture. The logistics of this shouldn't be too difficult. The allegations are against the Rwandan government itself Polrisa Sabagina, the hotel owner. Whose peaceable role in the 1994 genocide was portrayed in the film Hotel Rwanda, was bundled onto a plane in Dubai to face. What his family have called a sham trial on terrorism charges before Arsenal travel to Rwanda on a sensational luxury tourist holiday. All the better to illustrate what the then chief commercial officer, Vinayvan Kadisham, called the very compelling fit between Arsenal Football Club and a country where public life is marked by threats, intimidation, and mysterious deaths, according to Human Rights Watch. Never mind that, though. Look away from the moral discomfort Arsenal's sponsorship by Visit Rwanda remains an oddity of the commercial sporting nexus. There was a degree of surprise in May 2018 when the shirt sleeve deal was announced it has since puttered along in the peripheral vision. Absorbed into the wider moral contortions of Premier League life. Football has spent the past decade being bought and sold by sovereign states, used to puff, gloss and scour international reputations. What's another friendly despot the difference with Rwanda is that, while undoubtedly a beautiful place to visit, it is also one of the poorest nations on earth. This isn't a mini superpower with surplus GDP tumbling out of its trouser turn-ups. Rwanda is not much bigger than Wales. The majority of its people live in poverty. It relies massively on foreign aid. And yet here it is paying out £30 million to one of the world's richest sporting clubs two things have brought this into starker relief in the past. Arsenal have renewed their sleeve sponsorship deal with Visit Rwanda, worth more than £40 million over four years. And as the UK government's statement suggests, the situation in Rwanda has become a source of genuine international concern on a human rights front things have definitely got worse since 2018. Rwanda is one of the most repressive countries in Africa. You've got real poverty. Every election in Rwanda is rigged, everyone knows that. Worse, there is an unrelenting desire to hunt down and silence critics of the government abroad this process, known as transnational repression, with the suggestion the Rwandan government silences dissent abroad via a secret service compares to Mossad and the East German Stasi the government is essentially an embodiment of its president. Re-elected in 2017 with a hugely impressive 99% majority, Kagam was a leader of the liberating armies after the genocide. He has been a darling of the world stage, cozying up to Tony Blair and Bill Clinton. And often tweeting about Arsenal I think of Kagam as a very sinister figure now. He's going to be there for life, he doesn't have any successors, all his closest colleagues. From when he rose to power have been killed, or imprisoned how does that fit with the branded gushing, or indeed the account on the Arsenal website that describes Rwanda as a leading reformer in Africa the schmaltz may seem a little galling to some. But there is at least a bracingly bullish amorality to Arsenal's position on this. These are, after all, questions football needs to confront and untangle with a degree of honesty as it struggles to navigate a path between unfettered growth and expansion, also known as greed. And any notion of being selective over who it deals with Arsenal are right too. According to Rwandan, figures the campaign has been a success, lifting overall tourism numbers by 8%. Whatever the regime might be up to, Rwanda has a functioning tourist industry, hoteliers, taxi drivers and everyday people. Who will benefit hugely from economic activity where do we draw the line? Who do we deem acceptable from our own rather wobbly throne of judgment? Can we fly Emirates, but not visit Rwanda? Can we sell Saudi Arabia instruments of death, but not a football club? This is simply football's global landscape, a ziggurat of conflicting interests and messages. A place where nobody is really out of the murk, this was always an unexpected fit. Set against English football's much-trumpeted moral rectitude of the past year, and couched as a simpering corporate partnership, it looks increasingly strange. Remember to follow Golia, 
by hitting the follow button and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.